0: If you'd like to check out the full streams of Ice Cold Sports, make sure to tune to my YouTube Ski, Ski on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays off this stream, uh, going to be, uh, you know, talking about the NBA playoffs. We're also going to be talking about, uh, this, you know, obviously the Suns, Atlanta and the NBA playoffs we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into Ben Simmons because uh, Ben Simmons is you know super interesting to me uh, I kind of want to talk about you know a little bit more in depth about just him not the 76ers just Ben Simmons and then uh, we're also gonna talk about uh, uh, Eli Manning he came back to his friend or you know his building nothing too major just something small and then uh, we're also gonna you know just talk about some other little things so the first thing I want to talk about is the Tampa Bay Rays number one prospect, Wander Franco. I believe that is how you say his name. Uh, he had an amazing debut. An amazing debut. Holy crap. This dude had... Let's see here. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, so, he uh, <clears throat> he walked his first at bat, I believe. Um, yeah, he walked... His first at-bat, he hit a double and a home run in his first Major League debut. Um, That's pretty impressive. Like I said, I don't know. I I watch baseball. I keep up. I don't know as much as I do about the NBA or uh, the NFL. But, I mean, a home run, a double, and a walk, I'd say is pretty impressive in your debut. And that is their number one prospect. And it looks like he's coming to show... uh, so, um, yeah, that's, that's Wander Franco. The next thing I want to talk about is, uh, Eli Manning. Uh, he joined, uh, back into his organization. I don't remember his exact role, but he's now more involved or he's getting a job back up, uh, up, uh, uh, We will talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about that a little bit more it? later on. Again? So yeah, that's that, and then the uh, I guess we can uh, start it off with um we can start it off with the Suns I guess we'll go, we'll go in a decent I guess it won't be game order but that was the only game last night we'll start off with the Suns. Uh, last night was a prime example of what a team looks like without Chris Paul. So you see him getting these moments where uh, I believe it was I would say late in the second quarter. Uh, You know, you started seeing the Suns dribble down and they turn it over and they would have a four point lead And then they dribble down and then they have a bad offensive position and They turn it over and they kept having these like wild crazy possessions with turnovers Especially when they had the lead and I think they could have won they were turning the ball over And my problem with that is that that's where you need that's where what made the Suns great uh, they're they already have great depth. I mean obviously they have great players But that's what made them great was they had CP three to keep them under control too. these young guys You know, they started getting in these little like just turning the ball over without like you, you could have taken a way bigger lead if they just would have calmed down And that's the thing about that is the thing about CP three when he is in the game He's gonna calm things down. He's gonna get you that possession that you're looking for he's gonna bring down the ball He's going to get you a nice, calm offensive possession. He's going to control things, and he can he can slow down the game for the Suns. That, that's what they didn't have last night. That's why I think it was closer. They still got the win. I said it on my Twitter. I think they're going to take game two at home. Clippers like to go down 0-2. Um, and it was at the Clipper, or I mean at the at Phoenix. So they went down 0-2. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the next thing I want to talk about is the... Uh, the thing I said on the first Ice Cold Sports stream was that uh, when a guy on the su- or on the Clippers, when a guy on the Suns doesn't perform in Game Two or Game Three or whatever game it is, the next guy picks up, and it's the, it's a total opposite for the Clippers. So let's take a look here at the stats for uh, Game Two. You see here, like usual, Paul George 26, uh, Reggie Jackson 19. The same two guys they have every single night. Zubak 14. I mean, nothing too major. Uh, Canard hit, what, uh, two threes off the bench. And then uh, field goals, field goals, field goals. So that is the first thing. um, But then, like I said, the Suns pick up where their other guys leave off. In the first half... Uh, in the first half, Booker had nine points. That's not normal, Devin Booker. Devin Booker's a 16-point first-half guy. Uh, you know, he's, he's gonna have, you know, 15 to 20 in the first half. But he didn't. He had nine. But Cameron Payne had 16. Cameron Payne had his highest-scoring game of the year. Because, like I said, when one guy lacks on the Suns, the next guy just picks it up. So, Devin Booker wasn't even their second-leading scorer. He was their third. DeAndre Ayton was their 2nd leading scorer. Cameron Payne was their first. So one guy lacks, the next picks it up on the Suns. It's not how it is for the Clippers. Every game, you're going to see that Paul George and Reggie Jackson are their top two scorers. You throw in Kawhi, he's going to be up there. Reggie Jackson will probably take a step down. Paul George will take a step down. It's the same thing. Over and over, they're going to have to have the same people go berserk every night, not for the Phoenix Suns. They can have one dude one dude play lower because the next guy is going to be able to step up immediately so that's the first thing uh that's i mean that's mainly what i want to say ayton kind of showed us uh you know what what ayton is he's a he's a great player to get done what you need he doesn't try and do too much he doesn't try you know he's not a joel and where he's taking a million shots a game uh he's he gets dumb 12 for 15 he shoots high percentage because he shoots good shots he shoots open shots he plays his role in the paint 14 rebounds he hustles he gets rebounds he does his job he doesn't try and do too much he doesn't need to be he plays he plays his role to perfection he doesn't try and be that all-around player that's shooting threes that's trying to dribble that's trying to do everything aiden plays his role to perfection and that is why also the suns are good because their guys know their guys don't try and do too much. Everybody knows their role. And when CP3 is on the floor, it elevates everybody else too. So the Suns are just phenomenal. They're gonna take this series. I think the Clippers will take game three. It's at their place. And they're gonna they're gonna take a game off them. If CP3 comes back, I would be scared for game three, but I still think, you know, the Clippers, like I said, are gonna have that one game where they have a dude that has an X factor, whatever you wanna call it, he's gonna go off. You know, you're gonna have your Terrence Mann scoring 30 or your one dude that just scores way too many points uh, than normal, and they're gonna win a game. But the Suns, like I said, they pick up where their other guys leave off. So um, that's that's a Phoenix Suns uh, for you. I'm a big Phoenix Suns fan. Well, in these playoffs, you know, I, I think they're actually gonna be successful. Uh, next up I want to talk about the uh, next up I want to talk about the uh, Atlanta uh, Atlanta game who I think is going to win um, the first game I think that the uh, I, I mean I would say that Milwaukee's gonna win the first game um, I feel like actually no, 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 I'll take that back I I, I don't want to say Milwaukee's gonna win the first game but I want to say I think Atlanta will be ready Atlanta will be ready for how physical Milwaukee is, and I think they'll be more defensively ready than everybody else thinks they will be. Because you know everybody, you know Milwaukee's a big, strong team. They play extremely physical. They have Drew Holiday, a super physical guard. Uh, they have a uh, Brook Lopez, seven foot big, Giannis, the m- uh, most physical MVP we've seen. And I mean this dude is, oh my, he's physical. He gets inside. He rarely shoots. His his game is bully ball. Uh, pj tucker a hands-on just physical defender they play physical basketball they are up in your face they're they're gonna foul you they're gonna they're gonna force you for some turnovers but i think atlanta's ready for that i think they're ready to play some physical defense they're ready to get uh you know i think it might hurt milwaukee in the long run because that that plays right into trey young's game trey young loves to play physical he he wants you to he wants you to be up in his grill on defense because that is just that is a I mean he loves seeing that that's a way for him to just draw fouls that will draw him in and that is how Trey Young plays he wants you to be he wants you to be tight to him he wants you he wants to draw fouls on you so that is uh yeah that's the uh thing on the Atlanta game um you know like I said Atlanta's already faced I think even though Philly's not as not nearly as good as Milwaukee, they're still a physical team. They still have Joel Embiid down in the paint every single play. Um, you still got Ben Simmons, a six whatever six ten or six six ten six nine guard, um, playing playing defense as almost a defensive player of the year. So the, the, I don't I'm not worried about Atlanta trying to face a physical team. I think that almost might play to their advantage uh, because of just their play style. And then uh, the one thing I would be worried about. Uh, for Atlanta is uh if they play a smart Milwaukee team because you can be you can be physical, but if they're smart, if they don't foul a ton, if Trey Young isn't able to get his, you know, two foul three pointers, if he's not able to lean in everybody in the si- in, on the inside, if Milwaukee's smart and doesn't foul and they don't have Giannis Chuck. After the stream crash, uh, that was nice. But going back to what I was saying about uh, they don't have Milwaukee fouling, and you know Trey Young is able to, you know, play to their game. I, I, uh, or if Giannis isn't shooting threes, sorry, if Giannis isn't shooting threes, um, that's a smart Milwaukee, and I would be scared of that Milwaukee because that would be uh, that would be definitely something deadly. Milwaukee playing smart is a, is a different type of team than when they're just out there. Uh, chucking up bad shots. Uh, next up, I want to you know uh, still going on uh, Milwaukee, Atlanta. Um, I would never count Atlanta out. Get down down three games. I still would not count Atlanta out because it, it, the, the problem with Atlanta is it, problem for other teams is one guy one guy is out down and out. Trey Young, you know, first game or uh, you know game seven, you know, kind of was cold. The next guy, they're, like I said, they're like the Suns. The next guy steps up. They don't need, uh, they don't need um, one guy or two guys to just do, go off for them every night. One guy steps up after the other for Atlanta. They're always going to have somebody. They're always going to be in the game. That's how Phoenix is. They're always there. They're always in your face. They're always there's always a guy scoring. There's always a guy hot for for uh, Atlanta, just like there is for the Suns. So uh, yeah, that's my. Uh, that's my take on Atlanta. And my last thing, last thing about Atlanta is, what they are is they're 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 the Suns, but they they're a year and they're CP3 behind. That's all they need. If you give me a guy who brings me the leadership and the control, like CP3, and the experience, I would I would give that. I would put them. I would put them in, in, in my uh, in my NBA finals next year. You don't. Obviously, there's never going to be another CP3. Uh, There you're not gonna find a cp3 you can put on the court But you can find that leadership out there. You can find that control You may not be able to find the scoring ability, but you can find the other things out there So you give me those and you combo those with a young Trey young, which is kind of like your Devin Booker You kind of see my resemblance here. You got your younger Trey young, which is like your Devin Booker and then you have your center which plays his role Clint capella now he's, i wouldn't say he's as versatile as DeAndre, Ayton, but still, he still—he plays his role to what, he plays his role to what needs to be played. And then you have your John Collins, which I would say is even better than John, uh, uh, Jay Crowder. So, and then you have your, you know, your others, Cameron Payne, Kevin Herter. They're similar, they're similar. Honestly, Atlanta, guy gave Atlanta CP3. They might be better. Atlanta might be better. Now I don't think I think Trey or uh, Devin Booker is more of a shooting guard than Trey Young would turn out to be. I think uh, Trey Young's better with the ball in his hands every play. But still, you, you don't even if you gave me a, a small forward with that leadership and control, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a num- It doesn't have to be a point guard. It can be somebody else. Now I don't want a LeBron James. I don't want a Joel Embiid. I don't want a uh, a Kevin Durant. I don't want a James Harden. I don't want a Kyrie Irving. I don't want any of those dudes that are ball, that are, you know, ball commanding, need the ball in their hands every second. I don't want those dudes. What I do want is I want dudes that have control and that can, uh, that can slow the game down for the younger guys. Uh, and that, that would be, if you gave Atlanta that and another year of experience for Trey Young and development for everybody else on that team, put that, put them in the finals for me. Oh, I mean, uh, they're going to gonna be what Phoenix is if they can find that one guy, which is hard. I won't say it's easy to just sign that guy, but if they can find him, uh, that is going to make them an elite team next year. Uh, so that's my final thing about Atlanta. The next thing I want to talk about, Ben Simmons. Is there a fix for Ben Simmons? And the answer is yes. Some people say, you know, uh, Ben Simmons, you know, can, can you get him back to what he was before? And the, the answer is yes these are the things you're gonna need though you're gonna need a new culture a new city and you're gonna need new role um and by that you're gonna need a new team new coach new city uh new type of just new basketball city new something you cannot He can't play if he's in philly next year he will only he'll be the same or worse he's not gonna be any better in philly next year so you're gonna need to put him on a team that's not philly and he's uh, he's gonna need to you know and I obviously you, you've tried to make him when I mean by new rules you've tried to make him into a LeBron James into a Kevin Durant into a guy that can do everything play defense score on the perimeter uh, drive take over games uh, be your closer he's not he's not LeBron James we we see that now so let's stop forcing him to LeBron James and and let's stop more. Let's start molding him to maybe more of a Draymond Green, a more of a, a big, not not a point forward. Let's just make him a forward. Let's just make him a guy that gets in the paint, that drives, that tries to get to the line. We need to work on the free throws because if you play NBA basketball, you need to be good at free throws. Not n- nobody should be bad at free throws. I don't care about that. That's something you need to work on overall. But uh, look at Draymond Green. He's a he he is a decent playmaker. He can take he can he can get good looks for people. He's a hustler, he's a great defender, and he, and he plays forward. He doesn't have to bring the ball up. Ben Simmons could just be a better Draymond Green. He's Ben Simmons sits 6'10", 6'9". He can play big, he can guard the big, he can guard guards, he can guard anybody on the court. He had an offensive threat, he lost it this year due to confidence, and I think the fact that Joel Embiid really is their whole offense. He takes up the whole paint every game, and that's where Ben Simmons is strongest. He doesn't fit there. But we can mold him into a Draymond Green. Here's a few teams that I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see him be on. And once again, you know, there there is a time when you just need to get on the court. You need to work on your free throws, and you need to better your game. I mean, he, he's he's you're a top athlete in the world. You're six eight. You're six ten. You're whatever. You're one of you're supposed to be one of the better basketball players. You've played your whole life. You've shot good. You've shot you know around the perimeter in high school you've shot mid-range in college and high school just be just be an athlete and go go in the gym and better your game okay i'm not saying that he has an excuse to keep his game the same he needs to get better but these are teams that i think would fit him way better than what he's on now okay so uh number one number one i think the warriors would fit him they have a great they have a great fan base for the nba so you want you uh, you know great embracing city uh, they have great leaders on their team he doesn't have to come and be a number one guy he doesn't have to be a number two he he can he didn't, barely has to be a number three okay they already have Clay. they already have Steph they already have their base you throw him on there he can play more of the Draymond role the big role the forward role he's, he can play great at defense and he's a slasher at heart so you put him a slasher with two of the greatest shooters in the NBA and boom there you go you have a, you have a great role for Ben Simmons. That is where I think Ben Simmons should go, or one of the teams he should go to is the uh, the Philadelphia or the, the Warriors. I think the Warriors would be another great city for him to go to. Um, next up, now this may be a little recency biased, uh, but that would be Atlanta. Um, they could use an, uh, an athletic forward. Uh, they have John Collins, but I would say he's uh, he he's kind of you know he's athletic, but I still think they could use more of a uh, dribbler, ball handler, more of a towards the guard side than the big side type uh, forward. Um, that's where Ben Simmons comes in. Ben, they need defense. Atlanta could use better defense. They have they have offensive threats all over the court. They have great shooters, and that'll be a common factor in all these teams I'm about to tell you. These are the four teams I think you should go to. So we had the Warriors 1, the next team, Atlanta, because they have great shooters. He doesn't have to be the number one scorer. He might not even have to be the number two scorer. Once again, I don't want to rely on him for scoring. We obviously see he cannot be a number two scorer. So he doesn't have to be the closer because you have Ice Trey there. He doesn't have to be the main big. You have Clint Capella. He can play his new role of Draymond Green. Defensive, shooters around him. He can slash, and he doesn't have to be a great scorer. And he can develop his game there. And I think they could use better defense. I think Atlanta could use bigger, more physical defense. That's where I think the number two team he could uh, he could fit in. Number three. Now, uh, I may be stretching it here, but the Bulls. Zach Levine on the Bulls. Uh, you know, you kind of could tell he didn't have a lot of help this year. They have Vucevic, so once again, he's not the number one score. He's not the number two scorer. So they have two main scores. The Bulls. Don't get me wrong, Ben Simmons isn't a horrible player. He played horrible in these playoffs. I think he's better than that. But he could he could play his great defense, and we're gonna get him back into that new role, that forward role. They don't have a forward. They have Zach Levine. They have Vucevic. They could use him. They could they could build a little big three there uh, if he's able to you know mold his game into this new style. I think they could be pretty elite. Zach Levine Zach Levine could be could be great. He's, he's already he's already he's already expanded his level in his game, but he, he could be great. The final team that I would you know I would I wouldn't mind seeing Ben Simmons on, and this is kind of going against my own word earlier, but I was uh, exaggerating a little bit. Is, uh, is the Cavs and, and hear me out with the Cavs The Cavs are a young team that have they haven't had skill problems It has not been has not been problems with their players skill Colin Sexton one of the one of the most underrated young guards in the NBA Darius Garland he, he's had health problems. I, I believe he's missed a decent amount of games I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he's missed a decent amount of games and But he's a a great young guard, a great young scorer. We have Jared Allen, another underrated center. Jared Allen was was playing great on the Nets until they traded him for James Harden, so they put all their faith in the one guy, whatever. They traded Jared Allen. So now the Cavs have him, and then we have uh, our number three pick coming up in this draft, which could be another young guard, Jalen Green. We could trade that pick, which I could see happening because uh, the Cavs, you know... We could use a better big. We could use a better forward. But if we're able to get our hands on Ben Simmons, which I don't know what they would we would have to give up. But if we're able to, you know, maybe maybe even that pick. And, and, and but what I'm saying is, they have young great guards. Sexton can shoot. Garland can shoot. We have a good big. He's we I I don't want to put him on a team. This is a common theme here once again. He's on teams where he doesn't have to be a point guard because he's not a point guard. That's the, I don't want him to be a point guard anymore. He's not a point guard. What he is is he's a forward. He's, a, he's a, if you want to call him, he's a point forward. I just want to call him a forward because I want him. To, I want him. To, I, I want Draymond Green. I want a dude that's playmaking, that slashes, and he may not be the exact same. I think he's a better ball handler. I think he's a better playmaker than him. Maybe not as much a uh, as great of a. As a rebounder as a as a uh, inside presence but he can be and i think a common theme he put him on a team with great guards put him on a team with great guards put him on a team with a decent big great outside shooters that's what he needs he doesn't need a team in philly that is just already in the thing about philly he had to play the one guard which he he is not he's not a one guard anymore he's never going to we can tell that after this year he's not a one guard please don't put him there. If, if you put, he's also not a one or two scorer. Tobias Harris, another, I mean like Tobias Harris is supposed to be a two score, number two score. He's not, he was overpaid. It was supposed to be Ben Simmons. They were supposed to him and Joel Embiid were supposed to be the you know, the big one and two. They're not no, Ben Simmons has to be a three, a three on the score. Watch. He can be a number two overall player, but he cannot be the number uh, the number two score. That's my take on Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, those are the four teams, once again, the Warriors, Atlanta, the Bulls, and the Cavs are four great teams I could see him fitting on to. Honestly, the, the most under, the most team I'd honestly like there would be the Cavs if we get Jalen Green or a good young guard. I think he could fit in well, and that's, that's him accepting that that's going to be his new role too. And I think that's him accepting that you're not the point guard, okay, you're not. You're going to have to play something else. You're going to have to be a different dynamic for your team. So uh, finally on today's uh, stream, which kind of got cut in half because of the first half was uh, a little stream cut out, but whatever. Uh, The first half I want to talk about, or I mean, the uh, last thing I want to talk about is, so we saw Eli Manning return into his uh, old team. Uh, We saw he returned, um, you know, and back in the building veterans are turning back into the building is a great thing it brings attention it brings uh, experience in your building i think at least in my opinion if i was a player i would love player on player uh interactions you know i would love taking i think it's there's always it's always different taking advice from eli manning than a quarterback coach because eli's been there he's been in that moment even if he's not a coach it's just having those dudes back in the building is great so i'm going to give you what do i have here uh let me look here i have three dudes one from each major sport i have one dude from the mlb one dude from uh, the nba one dude from the nfl that i think they're currently playing their sport but i think once they retired they will be great to come back to their building uh to their franchise Uh, uh we'll go we'll go baseball first now this one's a little different for me because in baseball Baseball doesn't show personality, so you know there's very few guys that have actual personalities. Now in the NBA, that's the most personality sport. You know you have Trey Young, known as like the villain. Every you know Trey Young, the villain. LeBron. You know you see LeBron's personality. Everybody. You know there's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more players to hate and like in the NBA just because how they act. You get to show you know your personality more on the court and social media is just so much bigger in the NBA. Um, but. I'm gonna give you a player that I think, because of his personality, would be great back in the building because of his his high energy, his popularity, uh, and, and he's just elite. You know, bring him back on the staff or just something, bring him back to your organization. That would be Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer, uh, like I said, he's one of the few personalities that shows up in the MLB. You know, you got the sword, you got the celebrations, you got everything comes with Trevor Bauer. I would love to see him back on a team. Uh, obviously he's a great pitcher too and he's just one of those guys he he would be he would be he's one of those guys that would just be fun to have back in the building he would be great for you know if something with the fans or just something because he has that personality that a lot lack in the mlb uh you know and, and maybe another guy you would think of personality wise tatis you know guys like that you want high personality interaction 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 interactions with the media Sorry about that. Uh, the next guy I would want to uh, bring back in my building NBA talked about him earlier. Chris Paul. Uh, he's just one. He's just he's he's a commanding leader wherever he goes. Every team he's shown he's a commanding leader, and specifically I'd like him back on the coaching staff because I feel like just what he's done with other teams, it feels like he knows how to control locker room. He knows how to you know just get guys to rally together. I would love to see and he just he knows the game he's he's been elite he knows the game i would love to see chris paul back as a coaching um uh, you know back coaching teams he's helped struggling teams uh he just seems like a natural leader so i would love to have him, have him back as a coach on any team he's one of those guys so i think you i think he would be uh he would be a great hire for a coach maybe you know maybe not only start him as your head coach just a guy to have in the locker room would be great so uh Finally, the guy that I would bring back to any organization. I, I, this one maybe I thought this was obvious, but may not be for other ones. Tom Brady, uh, he's the goat. He's the goat in football. Um, and he, he's, he's one of those dudes where here's the thing about LeBron. LeBron, he's a great player. He's a great leader. He has a great legacy. Maybe the number one or two best player of all time. But LeBron, LeBron, LeBron is just such a controversial guy. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Some people think he's the most overrated player ever. And some people think he's the easy goat. And it's not about, you know, people thinking. It's just there's a lot more strong hate and strong love for LeBron. Tom Brady, I don't know why, but I think Tom Brady, just people naturally love Tom Brady. I don't know if it's because he just the way he plays or the the way uh he interacts with the people i don't know why but tom Brady i think is more of just a love guy and that's how i think cp3 is too i don't i don't know a guy out there who like doesn't like cp3 who like there's there's people out there that like really don't like lebron james i don't know why but there's just people out there that don't like lebron james i think most people out there they like cp3 like he's just how can you hate a guy that's been on all these bad teams and help them win So, you may, you may hate CP3, or I mean, you may hate LeBron, but that's, that's why I didn't put LeBron on this list, because these are likable guys that everybody likes. Um, I think LeBron has just way too many haters, he's just, and LeBron's also, he's, he's a commanding, he's a, he's a, uh, he's a commanding guy, he's a very, um, yeah, he's a very commanding guy, I, 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 you know, back to what I was saying though, Tom Brady, uh, He's a legend he brings positive energy back to the franchise and he's just a love guy you know everybody wants to be around tom brady tom brady tom brady he's a, he's uh he, he's just he's had the you know this best-selling jerseys he's had the most social media interactions uh through the nfl forever like he, he he's just he everybody loves tom brady i don't know he's a 40 year old that's like a 21 year old in, uh, in the nfl everybody loves a dude so Um, those are my top three guys that I would bring back into my building either coach just be a part of the franchise part of the organization Tom Brady Chris Paul Trevor Bauer one from each major sport Um, that is going to be it for today's stream it definitely got a little jank here uh, cut out a little bit but yeah that is it Um, uh, make sure to check out my video yesterday on uh, my uh, top five most successful rookies uh, make sure to check out my video that will be out tomorrow on Thursday for my other uh, elder segment. We'll probably go over Ben Simmons again. And uh, other than that, uh, see you guys in the next one.